There's no such thing as a self-made man. You will reach your goals only with the help of others. Now, of all the profound teamwork and collaboration quotes out there, I chose this particular one by George Shin because I myself have gotten so irritated with people proclaiming themselves or others recognizing them as self-made. No one is self-made. And I always reiterate that, that no one is self-made. First of all, I'm God-made. Everything that I've done, everything that I have, everything that I will be, it is because of God. Different people have their different views on everything or, or how they were created or how they got to where they are, how they take care of themselves. But that's my view. But even if you, you know, don't believe in God or believe in being God made, let's debunk that self-made myth a little further. Let's take, for example, Kylie Jenner. Um, I remember a few years back, Forbes magazine um, had in their headlines that Kylie Jenner was the youngest self-made billionaire. Now, um, whether she declared this about herself or whether they made that assumption, the assumption is wrong. She is not self-made. Because let's go a little further back down memory lane. We can think about three sisters with the last name Kardashian who were the main cast of this reality show. And if we take it back a little further, we can talk about this world-renowned sex tape that um, helped them to get recognition. And if we take it back a little further, we can remember the father with the same last name of Kardashian that was famous for being one of the attorneys on the O.J. Simpson case. And if we take it back a little further, we can remember the father whose last name is also Jenner, who is the former Olympian currently known as Caitlyn Jenner. So I would say that the recognition that she has, had, still has, and the business that she's grown, I would say that that was a collective effort, or at least it came from a collective of people and a series of events within your family. Let's even look at it this way. Even if there was no sex tape, there was no celebrity law case, there was no Olympian father, I would still say that Kylie Jenner is not self-made. Because within everything, there is a team behind you. You cannot do anything, build an empire by yourself. You need people to do different tasks and assume different roles to get to a collective goal and to get you where you need to be. And she has a team behind her. So she's not self-made. Let's use another example, Madam C.J. Walker. She is documented as the first female self-made millionaire. And once again, that is incorrect. She is not self-made. In this case, there was not a family background of wealth or celebrity status or popularity but madam let's remember that madam cj walker started off as 
an employee and a student. And she worked with someone else's team for a collective effort and a collective goal. In doing that, she learned from them and she found inspiration from them. And then that's how she went on a quest to build her own empire, which also would have been impossible to do without a team. If she didn't hire teachers to teach at her school, then there would be no school. If she didn't hire stylists and others to work in her salon, there would be no salon. If she didn't hire others to sell her products and to operate on any level the different intricate parts of a business to make it functional and to generate money, then there would be no business. So once again, no such thing as self-made. But what point am I getting to here in doing this elaborate explanation proving the point that there is no such thing as self-made? Well, there are two things that these two ladies have in common and this thing helped them to get to where they are as millionaires and billionaires, but it also proves the point that it's impossible to be self-made. That is that these two ladies had a team. And one of the things that you'll learn in business, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a small business, during that one thing that you'll learn is that it is impossible to get to, to grow the business without scalability. And it's impossible to do it by yourself because even if you know every function, even if you are capable of doing every function, there's this thing called time and you just don't have time. And if you do have time, you'll end up burning yourself out and even just getting tired of the business or disinterested in the business because the things that make you happy about it, you can't savor those, you can't enjoy those, you can't focus on that because you're trying to do everything. The way that you combat that is through automation and delegation. Automation and delegation. Say it with me one more time, you guys. Automation and delegation. Those two things, they keep it, it keeps me sane and they have helped me to continue growing my business and going through the different stages. And it'll help you guys the same way. Automation and delegation leads to scalability and growth. And it leads you to feel like you're self-made. But as the quote says, it helps you to reach your goals with the help of others. So today we're focusing on delegation. And that is the topic of our focus with building a virtual team to build your online business. So keep on listening because I got some good stuff for you and I even have a special gift to help you build your online dream team. Welcome back for another episode of Dreamers Den Podcast. If you're with me for the second, third, or 29th time, thank you for coming back to listen. And if you're new with me, I'm Danielle Towner. I help entrepreneurs make their dream work through marketing and creative strategy. And I've helped countless 
clients to build their brand awareness and their online presence through my products and services. So I'm happy to have you here with me to discuss building a virtual team to build your online business. Now, considering what's going on in the world right now and how people are trying to hold on to their team members for dear life or, you know, starting over pivoting businesses on hold right now, I I really contemplated whether I should even keep this podcast episode in the rotation. But I decided, you know, in thinking about it, that whether, you know, you're just getting started or whether you're starting over, you know, or whether you're just still trying to feel your way through everything that's going on in the world right now, eventually you will need to know about building a team. If you're serious about your business and growing your business and reaching your business goals, you'll need, you'll need this episode. So you may not need it now, but you'll need it later or you'll need it eventually. So wherever you're now, later, or eventually, this is one of those episodes where you definitely need something to take your notes. So whether it's old-fashioned pen and paper, pencil and paper, well, not pencil, but old-fashioned pen and paper, notes on your mobile device, your computer, get something, grab something and get ready to take some notes. So we were talking about delegation and that being the focus of this topic. So I'm focusing on building an online business because, um, or, or building a virtual team because that's what that's what a lot of us would need right now. That's what we need right now. Um, a lot of us are working remotely and working from home or you know, starting to build or enhance a business from home. You could have been in side gig um, status and now your side gig is becoming your main gig. But so we are, that's the focus, building a virtual team because it is so convenient and, you know, you can still keep the business going um, from anywhere versus always having a brick and mortar team or someone that has to be in a select office some of us can get the best of both worlds but having that foundation of a virtual team is something that I enjoy and it's something that I've always wanted to be able to offer because it offers flexibility in your life and in the life of your team now how do I know all this now I've managed a team of interns I've worked with freelancers and independent contractors for projects within my business and you know with those that I've worked with as clients I've worked with a team to get these projects done even before I was about that entrepreneurial life I was still team building it was a part of my day job when I thought I wanted to be a manager and be in the corporate world team building was a part of the criteria that you needed to learn to be a candidate for management. So I worked on building teams in many different ways and on many different levels. One thing that you need to know is that building a team is about more than, it's it's more than just sifting through applications and finding the best person on paper and then, you know, sitting through an interview and, and then getting the right person in place. It goes much further beyond that. So 
what I'm going to do is break down some of the points that you need to make sure you hit and the things that you need to do to build a solid team and have a successful online business. The strength of your team is what will make and break those business goals. Now, the first thing that you want to do is to make sure that you have a good system in place before you ever even post a job anywhere, before you let anyone know about it on social media, before you go scouting and recruiting, make sure that you have a good system in place. And what I mean by that is you want to think about how the hiring process is going to go. Like if you're hiring or interviewing remotely, you want to think about how do you want to conduct those interviews? Like, all right, is this going to happen by Zoom? Is it going to happen by phone? Um, Are you going to use Skype? Or what avenue are you going to take to conduct interviews? Or are you going to even have interviews? Or will you just go by what, what they have in writing? You need to think about those things. You need to have a workflow mapped out as how orientation is going to go, training and managing your team. So some of the documents that you need to have, you need to have the job post, you need the application, your letter offer, a company handbook or policy book if that's going to be a part of your business or if that's a necessity. You need your contract or your employment agreement, orientation materials, and you also need to make sure that you communicate how you're going to conduct your orientation. And once again, is it going to be in Zoom? Is it going to be a Facebook group? Do you have some type of team management app that you're going to use on your phone or some software that you're going to use on your computer? Think about all of that and have it all mapped out and all laid out before you even post your job and before you start looking into the best qualified candidate. So, That is most important. And remember earlier when I said I had something special for you? So that's what I have. I'm basically going to give you a kit that has samples of all of the things that I just mentioned for you to be able to recruit and build your virtual team. So all you have to do is go to danielletowner.com slash dream dash biz dash tree. And if you go to the option that says build your dream team, click on that and you'll be able to access your team building kit. I've been there, done that, and um, I want to make it easier on you. The next thing you want to think about is how will you narrow down your options? You want to think about like what is it about your candidates that you're looking at that's going to narrow down which ones are a good fit for the positions and which ones aren't. Think about the type of candidates that you're looking for. You want to look at not just um, how good they are on paper, not education, but just overall. You want to look at their qualities, their characteristics, skills, expertise. And you want to do that because this is a you know working relationship, even when it's remote. You know, it's just like any other relationship. You have to build on it. You have to nurture it. So you want to be working with someone that that you like and that you get along with and that can get along with your team and work well with your team. 
in addition to them being capable of pulling off the job. Now, it may be a little bit easier since you're all in your own space, in your own bubble, if you're working virtually or remotely, but you just still want to think about their overall people skills in addition to what they're capable of doing. And in thinking about that, you think about what questions that you need to ask them to understand or to get a feel for if they're the right person for the position. So you need to think about, you know, what you're looking for. And then from thinking about what you're looking for, think about, okay, how can I put this in the form of a question to to see what their response is and if that aligns with what I'm looking for. You know, I just talked about make sure that they're the right, they have the right characteristics and that they fit as far as their personality and that that gels that will gel well with the culture of your business but let's talk about the skills to do that job you also don't want to weigh in too heavy on their personality or the fact that you like them or anything like that or even you know oh I I feel of course you're a human being you're going to be objective and you're you're going to have empathy for certain people but you also have to look at what is for the good of the business for example if you feel compelled to hire them but you know that they are probably not capable of pulling off the job then that's not a good business decision so if you're hiring someone just and this is just for as an example you know just like make sure they're skilled make sure they're capable of it or make sure they're capable of being trained to do it and it's all about how much time that you have and that you will devote to developing your team. As an example, if you're hiring someone, say you're hiring them to help with content marketing or social media marketing, you want to ask them for content samples. You want to ask them that either in the application phase or ask, you know, ask them that in the interview, but I would do it before going to the interview and that would be a way of narrowing down if they're capable of handling that position or not. If you're asking them to help with social media, Ask for links to their social media so you can check out what they have or even if it's content marketing because those things are going to help you. You want someone that's, you know, building a following on social media as much as you are because you want them sharing, you know, pushing out and sharing your content too and promoting your content because you're a team and you're trying to get to the goal of getting more, generating more business and more brand awareness. So if you have someone that has an empty social media or they don't have social media, they're not active on social media, then that's not going to help you. So if they can't provide you with this information or what they have is not, you know, it's not up to par with your goals, then they're not a good fit for the job. And you have to think about, you know, the time that you'll end up devoting to working with them and training them or the time that you'll end up devoting to editing or going back over and redoing what the work that they've submitted to you. Now, like I said, it depends on the type of person you're hiring, what you're hiring them for. Um, for instance, there's a difference between someone who's already experienced and qualified and an, um, and an in- intern, for example. An intern should have the 
educational experience or the classroom time for the position that they're applying for, but they may not necessarily have any hands-on work experience with it. So of course, part of what you're doing is an educational experience. So you're going to be devoting time to teaching and showing them how to do things within your business, how everything works together. So it's going to be teaching moments and it's going to be more time dedicated to training and, you know, to expect that. But you just want to look at, you know, look at what you're getting. And if you think that that person will be someone who's able to retain and is trainable and coachable with what you're having to teach them and the position you're you're teaching them about. Next, you want to be prepared to devote some time to your team members. And that's kind of what we just touched on. We touched on how you'll need to devote time to training them, but outside of training them and outside of the business goals, you need to just devote some personal time, some individual time to your team members. Now, and that's just a part of, like I said, building relationships and just being a good leader. If you're the head honcho and you don't have another, you don't have a partner who's the head honcho or you don't have a honcho under you, then it's going to be you and your team. And they're going to be calling on you or they're going to want to feel comfortable calling on you. But also, you know, you're going to have that direct relationship with them. You can decide whether you want to check in with them daily, weekly, a few times a week. I wouldn't recommend monthly they're away that's all the more reason to just keep them looped in and not make them feel like they're by themselves because you're remote you're giving them the freedom and flexibility but you won't don't want to feel like you just threw them out there and that they don't have you to rely on so communicate with them and decide and also just be upfront about what means of communication and how often you'll be reaching out And you can decide whether it'll be more by text message, by direct phone call, email, or, you know, by Zoom or some type of video conference. Or even that might be a good um, area to set up a, a group, set up a social media group or a collaboration software so that you're always in touch with them even when you're not calling individually. But... You want to build that relationship because the success of your business depends on how well your employees view you, the relationship you have with them, and keeping them in good spirits with, and high morale um, within the, the business. So you want to ask them how they're doing. You don't have to pry, but you know, just Let them know that you're there for them and genuinely show concern for what they have going on in their lives because that's a part of making sure that they're happy and that your business is healthy. So talk to them and find out what they're doing, how they're doing, what's going on. It's just that genuine concern and and part of building a relationship, not always making it about you and the business, but letting them know that you value them and that they are important too. Speaking of open communication, that also kind of shapes the way that you're able to address issues because things will come up. Not every day and everything is going to be perfect, but if you have a strained or a distant relationship with your team members or your team, 
then all it takes is one issue and trying to address it and you may turn them off. So when you have that smooth relationship and you know how to communicate with them, you know each other's personality styles, that goes better. But you want to address these issues early on. So if something is not working or you see that something needs to be adjusted, then don't delay it and have them overworking, doing double work or just causing the business to suffer because you haven't addressed an issue. So you have to be the leader. You have to put your big girl panties on or your big boy boxers or whatever, put them on and step up and address what you have to address. Because at the end of the day, it's still a business that that has to function. So you can have a, a friendly relationship with your team, but when it comes time to address things, you have to be, I won't say confrontational, but you have to be assertive about it. And the sooner you address it, the sooner you can move forward and hopefully things will be on a better page. My last piece of advice that that I would give you about building your virtual team is to use a project management software like Trello. Now, I've tried several different softwares, but Trello is the one that I like the most. It's the one that I've stuck with. It's the one that I love. It's made my business life and project management life easier. I have a video on IGTV that kind of walks you through how to use Trello to make a marketing plan and make a daily to-do list for your marketing tasks. Um, But I use it for all different areas. I use it to plan out this podcast, um, walk through the different steps of this podcast. I use it with managing my team of interns. Um, we used it for the individual projects for my clients. So it has, it's, it's multifunctional. It has so many features. I'll be posting a YouTube video on this soon. But with managing your team and keeping all of your tasks and your projects in one place, Trello is where to go. You can tag them in it. You can assign them to it. You can make deadlines. Multiple people can be working on one thing and they can see the stages and how the project is going and when they need to pick up where that other person left off. So you definitely want to have that as a part of building your virtual team. That is a mouthful of information for you guys about building your virtual team, your virtual dream team to grow your online business. And like I said, take advantage of that team building kit that I laid out for you guys. Let me know if you have any questions. You can reach out to me by email, contact at danielletowner.com, or you can reach out to me um, on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at DreamWork Creatives. Thank you guys for listening. And as I always say, Dream until your dream comes true.